Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have the newly ordained Father Jacob Doty. Uh, he is a new priest for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. He'll be here to talk about his recent ordination and his call to the priesthood. Um, he was a great guest on, so I hope you'll join us for the interview. I think you will enjoy it. Now, first, we can hope to enjoy some oh biblical bites with yeah. Dr. B. Before you can get to Father Doty, you have to survive we Dr. Have, yes, we have to get through Dr. Dr. B. Yes. So, <laughs> we've... Never mind. What's today, It's Renee? the 13th or day, oh Sunday of Ordinary Time. <clears throat> 12th. Look at that. I get to... 12th. 12th. Two we weeks in a row, I get to use the buzzer. 12th. 12th. <laughs> it is the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time. So, we're going to jump right into it this week. Okay. Okay. Um, the gospel reading for, so actually first, the first reading for today, I think we've talked about this before. Oftentimes the first read, well, almost all the time, the first reading and the gospel, and typically actually the Psalm as well, are somehow mm -hmm. related. Right. So if you sort of um, <clears throat> pay attention to not just like listen to the readings, but kind of think about the, what you've already heard, uh, you'll see connections, thematic mm -hmm. connections between first reading, Psalm, and gospel. Right. The second reading, it's, it's called semi-continuous, so it's usually, I think we've been in, uh, the second Corinthians has been the daily reading, readings lately. The second reading, oh no, yeah, St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians okay. has been the second reading. So this Sunday, um, the 12th Sunday in Ordinary Time, um, for this year, the first reading is from Job, and it's it's the Lord addressing Job, Job out of the storm, saying, who shut who shut within doors the sea when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds and its garments and thick and dar thick darkness its swaddling bands. When I set limits for it and fastened the bar of the door and said, "Thus far shall you come no farther. Here shall your proud waves be stilled." So, God is saying to Job, "This is what I, as God, have done." Mm -hmm. The gospel reading for today is from the end of uh, chapter four, of Mark's gospel. And it's Jesus and the disciples, and I'm going to point out some details, but they cross over the Lake of Galilee to the, the western shore. But on the way, there's a storm that arises. Did you call it the Lake of Galilee? The sea, did I say the lake? Uh-huh. Sea of Galilee. The eastern, I was just in Minnesota. I was going to say, is this a new one? lakes. <laughs> okay. No, the, the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> um, they cross over the western shore. So the, this is where the, the, there's a storm that arises. Mm -hmm. And where's Jesus, Renee? Do you remember He's this sleeping story? in the boat, if, I, if I remember the, the this stern. one. Yeah. And Mark's gospel being, mm, tradition says, and many scholars uh, think, agree, that um, Mark Mark's primary source was Peter. Right. So there's an interesting detail. Jesus was asleep in the stern on a... Boat? On the stern of Bill? the boat. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like what? Cushion. Oh. It's sort of a random detail. Yeah, that is, isn't it's it? It's thrown in, but Jesus was asleep on the cushion. And um, the the apostles, the disciples say to Jesus, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? He woke up, rebuked the wind, and the, said to the sea, Quiet, be still. The wind ceased. There's a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you, why were you terrified? Are you terrified? Do you not yet have faith? They were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who is then is this whom even winds and sea obey? Winds and sea. So if you're paying attention to the readings, oh, Job. Mm -hmm. So w why does that matter? Because in Mark's, well, in the Gospels in general, there's one person who has power over nature. Mm, well, right. technically three, but right. you know what I mean. 
God. Right. So Jesus here is has not yet told the disciples, "Hey, guess what? I'm God." Mm, right. um, he's he's <laughs> he's smarter than that. Um, but he, by his actions, he's revealed that he is God. But there, there's a couple other interesting details that I want to point out to this. So they're going to the west side of the Sea of mm-hmm. Galilee, which is Gentile land. Oh, okay. And if you go ahead and the, next Sunday's gospel skips over the story, this is where Jesus casts out um, a bunch of demons out of a possessed man into the the, 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 herd, the of herd of pigs. And herd go, probably isn't right. They, but. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they run into the sea. So this is Gentile territory where they're going uh, okay. As they, they cross the sea. So Jesus, this is one of his few trips outside of the Holy Land, outside of Israel to the Gentiles. Okay. Normally his mission is, but this is one of them where he goes. So he possesses or he exercises, he exercises this man. But already in in this uh, story, there is a hint of Jesus's power, not just over nature, but even over the the, the forces of evil. Because when uh, in English we read "quiet, be still," the Greek word is actually "be muzzled." Oh, so it's it's like. Mark doesn't come on saying we don't know. It could have just been a storm, but there may have been some lex- little extra ah, push behind okay. this storm. And what Jesus is going to do, if you read in into chapter five, right after this, he's going to cast out thousands of demons right. from this poor possessed man. So Jesus in Sunday's gospel is revealing his authority over nature, his authority over the demons, and he's showing that uh, he himself is God. And then there's this question at the end, who is this then whom even wind and sea obey? And that's a question that Mark poses to you and me today. Who do we say that Jesus is? Well, we say God, right? Amen. All right. Thanks, Dr. B. You bet. In the studio with me today is the newly ordained Father Jacob Doty. Welcome, Father Doty. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be here. Is that weird to hear Father Doty? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit yet. So it's only been a week. Yes. Yes. A week today. As of today. <laughs> yes. As, as of when we're recording this, it has been one week since mm-hmm. ordination. So, um, this will probably air a little bit later, but yeah, it's, it's been a very short time. Yeah. Yeah. How's everything going so far? It's going amazingly, but also it's very humbling to yeah. all the things that I do. So yeah. like I saying the mass, it's very much like, how am I doing this? But it's God who does it. <laughs> <laughs> There's that question a little bit, but yeah, it's been really amazing, and I've it's been amazing to also to see just like the love that people have. Oh, good for the priesthood yeah. specifically, yeah. and for me in gen- in also, and it's just been good. really amazing to see their gratitude for me saying yes. Yeah, good, good. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna talk a little bit about your background, um, mm-hmm. how you got your call to the priesthood, and just how things are going so far, and what you're looking forward to. So. Oh, yeah. Um, so why don't we start with, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, where you grew up, things like that? Sounds good. So I was born in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, my parents were working in an unwed mother home then. And then my we moved after I was a year old to Sioux Falls. That's where my dad is from. Okay. And so we've lived in the Minnehaha County. We used lived in Garrettson for a while and now Sioux Falls for pretty much all my life. Mm-hmm. And then... But I'm the oldest of 12, so oh, wow. I have 11 younger siblings. <laughs> They're all amazing. And you're the oldest? Yeah. Wow, okay. And you're not that old. You're, what, uh, late 26, 20s, right? Okay, yeah. 26. So, wow, yeah, there's a lot lot behind you yet. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, the youngest is eight, and so... Okay. But, so I grew up... My parents are both devoutly Catholic, and mm-hmm. so they have always educated us in the faith and really encouraged us to 
discern vocations. And so I remember when I was younger, I think I was four. My mom tells me the story of she dressed me up as a priest for a Halloween party. <laughs> so she's always been kind of eager in that way. prophecy there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but nice. uh, yeah, I grew up on the west side of town okay. near Roosevelt. And I attended Roosevelt and graduated in like 2012. Okay. And then... After that, I went to the University of South Dakota for two years, and it was there where I kind of felt my call to join the seminary. Okay, okay. So, um, did you, okay, so you went to USD. Mm -hmm. What did you go there initially intending to go for? I was actually a pre-med. Really? Yeah, so I wanted to. So you're smarty pants. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I wanted to work in something medical. As I was moving on, I also thought psychiatry would be another avenue that I was going to okay. take, but mostly something in the MD field. Okay. And it was there though, that, uh, there's a Newman center there, St. Mm-hmm. Thomas More Newman center. It's a great Newman center. Yep. And they, I remember I walked in and I was kind of overwhelmed the first day of school. And so I went and I was like, well, mom always taught us to go pray. So I went and go pray. <laughs> Good idea. And then, uh, there were some focused student leaders who were there and they saw me and there was, it happened to be daily mass at that time. And they're like, Hey, Jacob, do you want to come join us or do some things with us or join a Bible study? They were very eager to recruit mm-hmm. me already. <laughs> uh-huh. Those focus, those focus kids, man, they're great. Yeah, I shouldn't say are. kids. The most of them aren't kids, but they just really know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And so they were all like, they were trying to get my number. And it was actually kind of a funny story. I, I didn't have a cell phone at the time because my parents were always like, you got to pay for your own. <laughs> and so I told them, oh, I don't have a phone number yet. And they just didn't believe me. <laughs> they thought I was lying like, to try and avoid them. You just don't want to talk to us. <laughs> Eventually later, they discovered that I did not actually have a cell phone, but they connected me. I got like their email and they invited me into a Bible study that semester. And so after that, I started to become a regular kind of at the Newman Center. And throughout the course of the semester, they were all talking about this big conference that they called Seek. Mm -hmm. And so they were like, oh, Jacob, you should go on this. You should go to this. And I was like, I don't know. And then eventually... Though I was kind of persuaded to go on this, and I called my grandma, Grandma Sharon Doney. She might be known by a lot of your listeners. Sure, I bet <laughs> <Yeah>. so. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, Grandma, I want to go to this conference. Do you, do you think you can help me? And she's like, sure, Jacob. And so she paid for the whole conference, and I got on the bus, and we went down to Florida. Oh, wow. Was, yeah, so we went to— It's like the big seat conference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we went down to Florida, and it was there where I— I had known a lot about the faith, but it was there where I encountered like the depth of the faith. Okay. It was like, here's Jesus Christ. And here is like this whole thing called Catholicism that is really profound and beautiful and has like these 2000 years of history. And for me, I didn't, I'd never really seen that part. Mm -hmm. And I was really just moved and amazed by the beauty of the faith. And it was there where I really encountered Jesus Christ kind of more personally. Sure. They had a big night of adoration so that was where I really started to discover and really take my faith more seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel I find it really fascinating that two things that a lot of uh, men who are called to the priesthood are very, uh, very smart. Um, oh. you, you don't see very many. I shouldn't say that. Say it though. <laughs> you see a lot of very smart men going into the priesthood. Mm. Um, not that you have to be smart, but I just never. I don't know why, but I never expected that or thought oh. about that. And a lot of men who are being called to the priesthood are just like the rest of us where your faith might not have been super deep before, mm-hmm. or maybe you didn't even know that much about your faith before. And, and it kind of comes with time. Yeah. So there's hope for everybody, right? Yeah, there is. <laughs> no, I was, I would kind of basically just pray when I was worried or when sure. I needed something, Yep. but otherwise it wasn't really a lot of faith. There. Right. Right. And that's very normal yeah. for, for many Catholics. So, mm-hmm. um, so 
how, when did you hear the call to the priest? Was that kind of an overtime thing or was there a, like a big moment? There was, I started to hear a little bit of it during that next semester. So I came back from the seat conference and got really involved in the Newman Center. And they, some of the missionaries organized a trip to where we would go to the St. John Vianney Minor Seminary in uh, the Twin Cities. Mm-hmm. And I was really, I was like, oh, it's a free weekend. The diocese pays for those kind of weekends. And so I was like, well, it sounds like fun. So I'll just go to the Twin Cities. I wasn't kind of thinking about priest at this point. It was on my radar, but I wasn't actively like discerning it. Right. And so I went on this trip and it was, it was a lot of fun. And I was really moved by the seminarians and like what their life, they live very much fraternally, like as brothers mm-hmm. and they spend a lot of their time together and they have a lot of fun. And so it <laughs> Which was is like, good to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they were, we went and played sports with them and played basketball and like just spent the weekend with them. Right. And I remember on this trip, I was really struck, but I, I was still kind of afraid of like, oh, what can I actually like do this? I'm really want, I would like to be here, but I'm not hundred percent sure. And I was kind of on the fence of just like, oh, I don't know if I want to go to the seminary. At this point, I also wasn't, I was mostly just considering that whether I want to go to the seminary, not always much priesthood. So you don't have to be hundred sure, percent right. on the priesthood to go to the right. seminary, but yep. if you it's an exploration. Co- yeah, yeah, it is very much an exploration. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so after that, I came back home and I was like, ah, I don't think I'm going to do it. And I, <laughs> to be honest. Did you talk to your parents at all at this point? Or was this just an, all an internal thing? Like a, uh, I had kind of mentioned a few things to my parents, like, oh, hey, I'm thinking about this. My mom is always was really excited, and my dad, he kind of was just working, so he's yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah. But my, I know my mom had a kind of had a desire that I be a priest for a while, mm-hmm. or like just at least discern it. And right. I always kind of had an idea of like, oh, I'm gonna get married and have a bunch of kids like my own parents. <laughs> right, right. And so that was the idea I was following. But as I went along. My parents have also been a really great support in everything of that, mm-hmm. of that too, that they just really helped my vocation kind of foster it. And they've always, <laughs> my mom will joke every time I call her throughout seminary, she's always there because she usually knows, oh, Jacob needs money now. <laughs> so <laughs> she's like, she was, hap- she was telling a joke last week. She's like, yeah, I'm glad you're getting ordained, Jacob, so you don't call me anymore for money. <laughs> But that's good. <laughs> yeah. No, we do. We do pretty well, but yeah, <laughs> I would kind yeah. of ask them if I need something. Right. Right. But so after that visit though, I, I kind of put him back in my mind and I, but I needed something to do for the summer. Sure. And I thought I was going to try and apply to Totus Tuus here in the diocese. And I actually, Eric didn't remember this, but he actually rejected me. Eric. <laughs> 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 I told him, reminded them uh, like last year or something. And he was like, really? <laughs> Whoopsies, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah. So if you give rejection from Tosa Tuas, don't worry. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but it was, for me, it was amazing because I remember I got, re- he said, oh yeah, I don't think it's good for you, Jacob, this summer. And I, there was just like the simple thought. And I think maybe my mom said it too. Jacob, I think God has something better for you. And I didn't really know what that was at all, to mm-hmm. be honest. <laughs> but so I was like, well, I got to get a job for the summer. I was planning to like work in Vermilion and spend the summer there. I was applying to be an overnight stalker at the high V sure. yep. because <laughs> they yep. pay good money. <laughs> yep. They do. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, um, and as the semester goes on, I had like the interview, I was pretty much almost accepting the job. And then uh, I went to like a focus kind of meeting and one of the girls stood up and they're like, Hey, they need some more men, male counselors for this camp called Camp Waitiwa in Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I was just like, I think I want to do that. And I went up to her and talked to her. And she's like, yeah, here's the information. Here's the contact. They would love to be in contact with you. So I emailed them that day. And like within a week, 
I was basically, I applied and got accepted to this camp. And all of a sudden I was going a month later to live in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. Is this like young kids? Is this teenagers? It's what uh, kind middle of schoolers it? and teenagers. Okay. And so it's called Camp Boy Tewa. It's a Catholic adventure camp. And so they basically, we live out, all the counselors sleep under the stars basically or in tents if it rains. Mm-hmm. And then all the campers live in teepees that the counselors have made. Okay. They're quite big. Okay. But it's an experience of really like seeing God in the midst of nature and in the midst of the world and really, well, not as much in the midst of the world, but we take a step back from the world. There's no self-service out mm-hmm. there. And we spend a week just having fun with these kids and really teaching them about the faith. Mm-hmm. So like we do a lot of things like we go rock climbing and we talk about, there's a lot of analogies with everything that we do. And in rock climbing, you have a rope uh, that holds you. Yep. And this is like God holding you from falling down or falling into sin. Oh, that's great. And so there's these little things that we like teach throughout the week. Uh And for me, it was really helpful because it really cemented the growth that was already happening in my faith. But also it gave me a space to have silence and prayer and really encounter the Lord in nature, first of all. And so, because they they told us we should do a holy hour every day. They gave us the time and the breaks to do that. So I'd literally go off and pray in the woods and kind of just sit there. (laughs) Just like Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) It was really quite amazing to be honest. And for me, this was the time when I was able to really, I I would say I grew in courage and a lot more in knowing what Jesus was speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And it was throughout halfway or maybe like three fourths of the way through that summer. uh, We had a night where the kids go to confession and then they have adoration. So the counselors don't have to do too much. It's kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah. And I was just praying in adoration and I was really like, okay, God, I'm here. This has been amazing. I don't know what else we're going to do. And I remember in that adoration, really God just asking me, Jacob, I want you to consider going to the seminary and being a priest. And I was really, it was amazing to me because this was like the perfect time when I could, was open to it. I was great. I had seen throughout the whole summer, the witness of two seminarians who were very joyful and very Mm -hmm. loving and very helpful to me. Right. And I was just amazed at that, that I would be asked and that, and I was really like, oh, wow, I actually want to do this. <laughs> it's was, funny how God does that, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> so he asked me at the moment when I, when I needed to be asked. Yeah. And so I came back from Camp Waitiwa and literally the, I was in the airport and I had self-service and I called, I think it was Father Paul Rutten, mm-hmm. who was the vocation director at that time. Yep. And I was like, hey, I want to apply to the seminary. He's like, oh, sounds good, Jacob. Well, let's meet a little bit later. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> and uh it could, because it was like I was coming back in like August second. I couldn't oh, apply so for that. Close. Yeah, I couldn't apply for that year. Mm-hmm. So I decided. Father was like, "Oh, we'll just take our time and we'll apply for the next year." Mm-hmm. And during this time I, at the University of South Dakota, I was like, "Well, I don't know really want know what I'm doing. Might as well have like a backup plan or something." And I, so I just took a year of economics and business classes. Oh, sure, that's a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you can always use that, right? Yeah. So I I started my formation a little early, <laughs> and so. But for me, that last year was also just really growing in friendship with a lot of the people there, but also just like deepening my faith in the midst of the in the midst of the world too. Yeah, the Vermilion's not always the safest place for the faith. Right, right. <laughs> but right. it's college in general. Yeah, isn't, yeah. But yeah. it was really good because I had a good community around me and a good group of people, and they really just encouraged me. I remember I would I was actually working at at the University of South Dakota as like a meter maid, okay. or <laughs> I would call it, and I would listen to like Catholic podcasts while yep. I was walking around giving people tickets. <laughs> That's a weird combination. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, I learned a lot and it was quite amazing. <laughs> yeah. So what did your parents think when you told them you were going to go to seminary? I imagine your mother was quite excited. Yeah, she was very excited. And my dad, 
he kind of had the natural questions of like, oh, how are you going to pay for things? How are you going to, mm-hmm. like, how's that going to work future in the future in the life? Because he, I think also, he wants me to, now he's very much loves the, the priesthood. And he did then too. But sure. I think he also saw my potential and mm-hmm. he wanted me to succeed in yep. life too. Yep. So I think it was a little bit harder for him at first to kind of go through it. But he he is super grateful now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty natural for parents. They yeah. maybe have an idea in their head of what their children are going to do or what path they're going to take. And then that changes so dramatically. Yeah. So that's that's not unusual. Yeah, because I, so. I was kind of on a track where I could easily like get my degree and start working within a few years and make like a good amount of money right. already. <laughs> right. And right. instead now I've been in school for nine years. Yes. Yes. <laughs> now I'm just starting to make money. Yeah, that that definitely changes things. Yeah. So um, if you're just joining us, we are talking to Father Jacob Doty, uh, a newly ordained priest for our diocese. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's see. Were there any fears you had um, coming into this? There, There's always kind of been the fear of a bit of like loneliness. Mm-hmm. So for myself, I come from a big family. And yeah. The life of humanity is just always around us. Mm-hmm. Like I walk into my house and one of my siblings is like running up to me saying hi. <laughs> and so yeah. there's initially there was like that, that fear of like, Oh, what am I going to do when I'm like living alone and like mm-hmm. Ipswich or right. an Ipswich right. is a great place. <laughs> right. But some of these parishes are rather remote. Yeah. So, yeah. And so, but I, there was that fear initially, but as the beauty of seminary is it really teaches you to encounter the Lord in the midst of everything. Mm-hmm. And for me, what has been a really good grace is that I've been able to see that like God provides no matter mm-hmm. where I am. Right. And so I can look back at it over the course of my seminary career and see like, oh, wow, there, when there were moments when I had hardships, I, a friend all of a sudden entered in or some other seminarian or someone I needed at that time who I didn't quite expect, mm-hmm. God gave them to me. Yeah. And so over the course of my experience, I've seen, oh, wow, God, you take care of us in ways that I can't even imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and so that fear is, I mean, it's still somewhat present as we're sure. humans, but it's very much diminished and I can be like, okay, God, I have faith that you're going to take care of me. Yeah. I'm going to have faith that you're going to bring a friend when I need a friend. <laughs> yeah. The trust has continued to build as yeah. you've gone, which is really beautiful. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, is there anything, okay, so you were just ordained a week ago. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out from ordination day? Do you remember it? <laughs> I, I do actually. <laughs> <laughs> or did it, it fly was, by? <laughs> it was quite long. For me, actually, I was surprised by this, but I was really struck by the laying on of hands of all the priests. Okay. And so if you watch the ordination, it's about 20 minutes where the priests just lay hands on my head <laughs> yes, and it's it all silent. <laughs> yep. And it, it could look a little awkward, but for me, it was really amazing because I, I couldn't see the priest's faces were from my perspective. All I could see is their album. And in that moment, I was just really like, Oh wow. All these men are Jesus who are like coming and welcoming oh, wow. me in. And for me, it helped to really instill like a respect for all the priests because mm-hmm. they've all done wonderful things right and they've been working for years and really just to respect like oh wow i was like i'm being welcomed into this fraternity which has jesus at the center mm-hmm. and really only exists because he has given it to us right right and so for me i was really moved and struck especially because seeing these men as jesus is like oh wow he's just welcoming me in over yeah. and over yeah. like through a that's really awesome yeah and it was it was amazing too because it was silence and yeah Maybe for other people, maybe a little boring, but that was the first silence I had for like the whole liturgy. You know, and I was I able to just pray that. Yeah. during that time. Yeah, because yeah, actually, Bill and I are back there running the yeah. um, live stream, and we're—I kind of—I think I remember saying, 
aren't they going to play any music during this part? And I hadn't thought about that for you guys. There hadn't been any silence yet. Yeah. So for the three of us to be ordained, it was quite a nice time, I think. (laughs) Yeah. That's really cool. Um, Where did you say your first mass? I assume you've done that. Yes, I have. I did it at, I'm a parishioner of the cathedral. So I said it here at 9 a.m. on the cathedral. Beautiful. And that was on Sunday? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Okay. And then I had the two Sunday masses already. Father Morgan. Oh, wow. Father Morgan's like, here you go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, he had a, the ordinations and two weddings, so I was glad to take some work. <laughs> yeah, and how did that go? Was- it went, uh, I was surprised in saying my first Mass and those Masses, how at peace I was yeah. and how confident I was in saying the Mass. Good. Not a lot of nerves. No, I was, that was really striking to me, to be honest. <laughs> I, I I'm still kind terrified. of thinking about <laughs> I really think it was a grace of God because I was, I think I would have been more terrified. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, oh, wow. It really felt like, oh, here's where I belong. Oh, good. And that was... I know it's not what anything I did. It was really a grace. <laughs> but that's really good to hear for us to know that our priests feel comfortable. Yeah. And and where they were meant to be. Mm-hmm. So um, where is your first assignment? Uh, I will be at St. Mary's here in Sioux Falls. Okay. So, okay. And that's with Father Paul. Yeah, with Father Paul Run. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that? <laughs> yeah. I'm actually already living there, so it's kind of okay. nice. <laughs> good. They, they don't have an associate before, so I get to learn to live there before I learn to work there. And okay. so, and all the staff and people I've met so far are amazing. So yeah. I'm really looking and forward to it. And they'll be parochial vicar, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I'm so just, is it just you and Father Paul? Yeah, just okay. us. Okay. Yeah. So good. I'll be helping him in whatever ways he sees right. fit. <laughs> right. I think that'll be a good experience there. It yeah. seems like a really good parish. So yeah. they all are, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. They actually have a big block party coming up too. Oh, so good. So I'm excited to be <laughs> part of that too. They'll get to know too. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, the last thing I want to ask you um if a friend of yours or even someone you didn't know, a young man came to you and said, I, I'm thinking that I might be hearing the call to the priesthood, what would you tell them? Any advice or what would you say? Well, if they're even thinking about it, I think they should go to the seminary, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Because yeah. you don't have to go to the seminary, you don't have to be 100% sure. Right. But the seminary is a place where you can just explore and really learn. Like there's college seminary, you just you can get your degree at the same time. Yeah. But it's a place of education and a place, it's a beautiful place to really keep your faith and grow in your faith. And so if they're even like thinking about it, maybe think about it a little bit more or ask some questions like, oh, could I do this now? If mm-hmm. I'm like, a, if you're at your, going into your fourth year of college, you should probably just finish that, then maybe consider it. <laughs> but if like maybe you're a freshman or a sophomore or even coming out of high school, like the diocese will pay for tuition. They right. do a lot to help go there. And so it's a very nice opportunity. And if you're willing to spend a couple of years just discerning, the God will take care of that and right. really bless that. To be honest, even if you're not called to be a priest, he's going to really open your life to what the faith is and what mm-hmm. everything around you is. Yeah, and that's so really cool for even if yeah. you discern out, there's just so much that was gained there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and just a reminder, even if you're not a young man, if you've been out of college for a while and yeah. working or whatever, there still might be a call there mm-hmm. and seminary still might be for you. Yeah, so. there there is a lot of places where they do pre-theology. So right. there's a lot of older men too. Like yeah. my class was very much, I think from like 40 to me, I'm the youngest, like 26. <laughs> nice. nice. Well, so, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, well, all of you at St. Mary's who will be welcoming Father Doty, uh, just be real warm to him. He seems like a really <laughs> fun, um, I think I think you'll like him. He seems really fun and friendly <laughs> and comfortable mm-hmm. in where he is right now. So mm. I hope, I, I wish you well. I think everything will go great. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming in today, Father Doty. Amazing. All right. Uh, If you aren't following us on social media, we are always posting what's happening in the diocese, um, fun stuff, informative stuff on your Catholic faith. So you can find us at Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and videos on YouTube. 
If you'd rather listen to the show on podcast, you can find us on Spotify and Stitcher. I have to remember what that's called. Um, So you can find us there anytime. Uh, That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic Views. We'll be right back.